Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and we're going to talk about one thing that Christians can't do or should not do, and it's called being offended. Now, I talk about this a lot, and so maybe you think that you've heard this before, but I'm going to tell you that there is one type of offense that actually needs to be welcomed. So make sure you listen to the end because I'm going to tell you what that is. It's going to help you live a better life, a stronger life in Christ, and you're going to be a much more resilient person. So guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Please keep sharing the podcast if it speaks to you, if it encourages you. Listen, we have the Overcomer School. It's coming up quick. We're almost in June. It's coming up in July. I just sent out the, the second batch of emails today with approval letters for people who have been accepted. So far, there are 33 people that have been accepted into the school, and we can fit much more. So if you want to dive into identity. We're going to talk about offense in depth. We're going to have questions back and forth. We're going to get into gifts of the Spirit, how to hear God's voice. Um, We're going to talk about prayer and fasting. If you want to get into this stuff, then you need to apply. Uh, And you can find out more info at my website, shanewinnings.com. So go check that out. I think you will uh, want to take part in this if you are able. It's online this time, but it will be in person in the future. Finally, we have 14 days left in May. We are on pace right now. We've been gaining one partner per day, and I'm asking, are there 14 people left who are willing to commit? Look, if 14 people signed up right now, we would meet our agenda, or our agenda. We would meet our goal for the month. Um, We have some big goals coming up. I'm getting ready in, in, let's see, 10 days, 11 days to fly out to YWAM Kona to teach some students out there. And that's just one example of a trip that I'm taking uh, where Overcomers is paying for that. Uh, We're footing the bill because we believe in what God is doing out there, and we want to equip the next generation who's getting ready to go to the Middle East. That's just one example. And if you partner with us, we're asking for a dollar a day, $30 a month commitment. You could sign up at shanewinnings.com, click donate, click become a monthly donor, um, or the link may be in the description of this podcast. You should check that out. But if you partner with us, you help us do things that we otherwise could not do. Um, So thank you so much. And make sure you DM me on Instagram if you're willing, because I want to include you in the monthly donor Zooms, which we have one coming up next week. Super excited about that. I'll be sending those emails out next Monday. Okay, let's get back to this. We're talking about offense. Now, here's a couple things that offense does. This isn't an exhaustive list. There's more. But these are the key ones. Offense reveals your heart. When you get offended, and, and, and so this, this uh, podcast is coming on the heels of a video I made yesterday that already has like, I don't know, I woke up and it had 28,000 views um, in 12 hours. So it could be beyond 50K now. Because this is a hot topic. And I was talking about you have no right to be offended. And people were saying, well, yeah, but you don't know. Well, yeah, but but I feel this and you. And I get all that stuff, but I'm just saying as a Christian, you don't have the right. There is no justification to be offended. And when you are offended, you reveal your heart. Now, let me clarify something. Simply feeling an emotion doesn't mean that you're uh, agreeing with it. Um, because you can be tempted by your flesh or by the devil or whatever. 
you can be tempted to feel a certain way. It's, are you going to take that upon yourself? Are you going to partner with that? Just like anything else, just like rage, right? You could, you could be tempted to be in a fit of rage. You could be tempted to be extremely angry at something. And then you could just die to yourself and take that thought captive and you can continue, you know, in the peace of Jesus Christ that surpasses all understanding. Like you don't have to give in to the feelings. You could be tempted with desire, with perversion or with lust, just like King David was when he saw Bathsheba. But if you take that thought captive, you remind yourself, you know, if David had said, man, I am a man after God's own heart. I'm a pure man of integrity. I have no desire to go against his will. I have no desire to commit sin. I'm going to, Lord, thanks for loving me. And he walked away. He wasn't looking at her anymore. He wasn't feasting his eyes on the desire of, his, of, of what he wanted to be seeing if he began to partake of the Lord. He would take that thought captive, and he would not have given in. This is a biblical principle. There's always a way out of temptation. Well, it's the same with the fence. You might be so tempted, and, and, and the world would even justify, and maybe many Christians would justify why you're offended, but the Bible never will. It just won't. Because Jesus modeled what it looks like to be completely victimized and still say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He wasn't thinking of himself whatsoever. Because love doesn't take an account of a suffered wrong. 1 Corinthians 13. Love doesn't seek its own. Offense says, well, you shouldn't have. Well, I did. I can't believe you did after I did. Well, you don't know what they, but they shouldn't have. Well, they did. It's all of this deflecting, right? And it's just exposing your heart, which is that you're in it for you right now. And so as a Christian, when that temptation to be offended rises up, that's when we have to go, whoa, 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 where is this coming from? I gave the example of being a cop in 2020, even before that, honestly, but once the George Floyd thing happened, I mean, it was, it was real. I'm just being real. It was, it was tough for a lot of people. It wasn't tough for me. Not because I'm awesome. It's because I'm dead and it's Christ in me. And so when people say wild things, I don't go, well, how could you say that after everything good that I'm doing and you don't know me and you don't know that I'm preaching every other day of the week and you don't know that I'm not out here trying to kill people. You don't know that I actually love people. You don't know that I'm, that never came out of my mouth. When someone would say something wild to me, it was immediately revealing of their heart position because I knew that they saw me and that triggered something inside of them which made them speak out and lash out and spew just awful, hateful things. And if you're a Christian who's truly aligned with God's Word and you are doing your best to just live by the Spirit and you're trying to submit yourself fully to God's heart, then you will see God's heart for other people. All of the sudden, you're going to see these people who are lashing out and you're not going to be offended. You're not going to be upset. You're going to go, Lord, forgive them. Please reveal yourself to them. They're so distraught. They're so frustrated. They're so angry. They're so hurt 
by the, the issues of life and by things that have happened, by trials. God, please come show, reveal yourself to them. Use me to do it. Like, heal their heart. Don't hold this against them, Lord. Forgive them. They don't even know what they're saying. They're totally talking out of their flesh. They have no idea what is happening in the Spirit. They have no idea who they are in you. God, please. Like, guys, that's the heart of a Christian, is that you see other people and you actually care for them. You're not offended, and and people don't have the ability to break your heart because your heart doesn't lie with people. Your heart is in the Lord. Your heart doesn't lie in your job. Your heart is in the Lord. Your heart doesn't lie in the fact that you're a mom or a dad or a, a spouse or a whatever. Your heart is in the Lord. Why is this so key? Because if your heart is in anything else other than God, it has the opportunity to be broken. Come on, do people let other people down? Sure they do. Do jobs fall through? Yeah. Do careers come to an end? Good and bad. Totally. Do pro athletes who work their whole life get hurt all of a sudden and they never can play again? Yeah, unfortunately that does happen. Do great marriages end in divorce? Sometimes they do. Do kids want to disown their parents because they're in a rebellious streak? It happens. Can you reach the pinnacle of everything and still come up empty? Yes, you can because life isn't about stuff you can get. You were made by God for God. Do you see the danger in putting your heart in anything other than Christ? He's the only one who won't let you down. Why am I harping on this? Because when you're offended, it reveals your heart. If someone can say something about you, even if it's the color of your skin, you're revealing that part of your identity is in your skin color and not in who your father is, which is God. And guess what? God doesn't have a skin color. Just saying. Like you are a spirit in a human body right now but you're not going to be in a human body forever. In fact, you will spend the least amount of time in eternity in a human body. It's not, it's not, even, it's, it's not even measurable. You know, 70 to 100 years in a human body in the span of eternity, it doesn't even show up. And yet if we're not careful, we can misplace our heart. Now that doesn't give people a free pass to say whatever they want. Of course not. You don't have to be a doormat. Jesus wasn't a doormat. But if someone says something about you and it cuts you, that's when you need to look inward and go, why did this cut me so bad? What part of this have I not surrendered to God? It doesn't mean things aren't painful. It means that there's a purpose, there's a process to how you're going to heal. Say that you grew up poor and someone makes a poor joke and it hurts your feelings. I mean, that doesn't make it right. That was mean of them to say, of course. But you also reveal that some of your identity is wrapped up in your income. Well, that was very hurtful to me because we grew up poor. Okay, I'm just going to talk plain because this is the only thing that's going to help people and set people free. What does growing up poor have anything to do with Jesus dying on the cross for your sins? What does growing up poor have anything to do with God sending his son for you 
so that you could be made brand new, so that you could have a new heart, so that you could have your mind renewed, so that you could walk in the life that Jesus paid for and have eternal life, which goes far beyond this human experience. What does being poor have anything to do with that? What does your skin color have anything to do with Jesus dying on the cross for the sins of the world, including yours? What, is, what, what does any of it have to do with any? You have two moms. What does that have anything to do with Jesus dying on the cross? You were touched as a kid. What does that have anything to do with Jesus dying on the cross? Can I just get real? We wrap our identities up in what we've been through when the Bible calls us to die to all of that and to put on what he's been through. The Bible literally says to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. But some of us cling so tightly to the things that we've been through because it's all we can identify with and because it also provides us a feeling because this world today is sensual. It's living by feelings. There's even songs that say, I'd rather feel pain than nothing, which is so stupid. We don't live by feelings. We live by the spirit so that we don't fulfill the desires of the flesh. But there are people that if they let the Lord truly strip them of their identity as a victim, they would not even know who they are anymore. And you know what? That is needed. Because you need to find your new identity in Jesus Christ. I'm simply asking, what does what you have gone through, what what does what you've gone through have anything to do with Jesus Christ? You could say, well, he allowed. Well, why didn't he? Well, where was he? Well, how could... Those are some big questions, and those are real questions. But in the pursuit of finding the answer to those questions, or at least exploring them through the Word of God, you have to be able and willing to lay down the old, to put off the old, to die to the things that have happened to you because they are limiting you. If someone can say something and it can just cut you and it can just make you ineffective and it can just make you shut down and it can just make you cry because it was so hurtful, you have misplaced your heart. Offense reveals your heart. I want your heart and God wants your heart. I only want this because God wants it and I'm a teacher of the word. I want your heart to be rooted in Christ alone because he's never going to break your heart. He's never going to hurt you. He's never going to cut you like that to make you feel bad. But he will offend you. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. (laughs) Offense reveals where you've placed your identity. We talked about this. If someone says something and it strikes you and it's just like, ah, that is the time to self-examine and go, why did that hurt me? Oh, man, they made a... They made a joke about this, or they they made a mean comment about this, or they they called me short, you know, and I, I hated being short. I always got made fun of growing up. You can begin to peel back the layers and go, I have put my identity in my height. Like, how dumb is that? Jesus has no care in the world about my height. He cares about my soul, and he paid the price for my soul. And he cares about me as a person, but my height did not influence any situation, any decision that he made. My height is just, it's my height. God made me this way. Whatever. 
Like, it, it, who even cares? Yeah, I could wish I was taller so that I could do this or that, or I could reach the top shelf or whatever. Whatever. It doesn't have anything to do with Jesus and why he came and what that means now that he has come. It doesn't have anything to do with the Father who would send his only Son for me. Offense will reveal where you've placed your identity. It will also reveal what you value. Because if, if, if something hurts your feelings, that means that you value it and you hate when people talk bad about it. Now, I'll tell you what, I love my family. But if someone were to come and begin cursing out my family, I mean, I've had horrible, horrible emails and, and DMs and comments on videos towards my family because of just preaching the gospel and it catches the wrong side of social media. And all of a sudden you got all these atheists, Satanists, whatever, who are not loving and they're just slandering you. I've even had Christians who just don't believe in miracles begin to say horrible things about me and my family. That's a, that's a wild one, and you claim to follow Christ. That's a whole other topic. But I, I truly love my family. But when someone says something bad about my family, which are the people that I just care for so much, I don't get offended. I value my family, but I also have a revelation that their identity is not up for discussion. It's not up for debate. Their identity, their integrity, their character, their value, it's already been determined by God who would send his only son for them to die. And I know them and I love them. And so it doesn't matter what anyone says. It's not like, well, you shouldn't say that about, I can't believe you say that about my family, man. That's my family, bro. It's, it doesn't matter who or what it is. It is just a barking dog to me. It's not going to phase me because it, it doesn't matter that it's my wife or that it's my son. Do I allow that stuff to happen? No, I'll block people. I'll say something if it's in person. But it's like, I'm not going to get offended. Again, guys, if someone is lashing out and they're talking trash about my family, that is revealing of their own heart position. And again, a Christian who is just trying their best to walk with the Lord and love people is going to look at that person and go, wow, your heart is so not whole. Like there is something going on inside of you that's making you say all these horrible things. There's no way that you have peace. There's no way that you have joy, like true joy. Like who has hurt you so badly to cause you to lash out like this? What have you gone through? Like, man, Lord, please touch this person. That is the response that we should have. But too often we go, well, you don't know what they said. Well, you don't know. Well, that's my family. I mean, there's one thing to talk about me. But when you talk about my family, we give ourselves justification to be offended. And you won't find it in the Bible. But you will find one area that offense is beneficial. I need God to offend me. I need trusted and wise counsel to offend me. Why? Because it produces a life unto holiness and righteousness. I need to be offendable by God and by the people that I trust. And I don't mean my friend's going to come up and be like, hey, you're, you know, you're gaining some weight, man. You're looking fat. And I'm like, I can't believe you'd say that. And I get offended. No, I'm not talking about that. 
I'm talking about a friend who could message me and say, hey, man, I saw that video or that post you made, and it was kind of, it felt a little off. Like, can we talk about it? It didn't seem like you, or it seemed like you were being a little sarcastic or a little snarky, or it seemed like you were a little angry, or, you know, I, you were wrong in this area, or I don't think you should have said that, or whatever. I need to uh, be uh, offendable by my friends that I've trusted who can speak into my life, by my mentors, spiritual fathers, my pastors, and by God. I need the Holy Spirit to offend me all the time. Why? Because I have to be sharpened. And only iron sharpens iron. And that is not a comfortable process to be sharpened, but it's necessary. You see, the world's not going to offend me. Oh, you're an idiot. You're a fake healer. You're this or that. Okay, you know, I've heard it all. My identity is not in what you say. I follow the Lord. I love him. He died for me. Like, I, I, my identity in the Lord is like airtight. I know this. But when you have a mentor or a pastor or a trusted friend, like a best friend or someone who, who has the ability, they know you and they can like speak into your life. And when they begin to, to, to speak against things that you've created, you know, say I were to make a post and like my, my mentor, one of them calls me up and says, Hey man, that post was way off. You know, hey, I only have I only have 20 seconds. I love you. I got to go get ready to preach. Listen, you need to take that post down. You're way off, man. Look, we'll talk about it later, but I think it, it was I didn't I didn't receive that in the right heart. I think that you have some areas you need to work. Look, we'll talk later, but love you, man, so much. And they hang up the phone. Well, now where are you? Because if you don't know who you are and you don't have trust, with the person that's calling you, you might start spinning. But you see, if you trust the person that's calling you, like I'm telling you, there are only a few people that speak into my life, but they they can absolutely speak into my life. That is not a privilege that you need to give to many people. There are a handful of people that can genuinely call me right now or even send me a text and tell me something like that, and I would take it to heart. Why? Because I know these people, one, they love the Lord. And they're, they're living for the Lord as best they know how. Like, truly. Two, because of that, they're not living selfishly or pridefully or egotistically or anything like that. They love me. And they want to see me succeed. They want to see the ministry that I'm in flourish and win many people to Christ and, and, and make many disciples and all of this, they care about the ministry and they care about me and they care about my heart and my family. And so if they see something that's off, they, they're not just, it doesn't, it doesn't like make them feel good to squash a post that I made. It's not why they're calling. If, if they were to call me and say, Hey man, you need to take that down. There's a reason to it. Now, if I'm a, an offendable person in a bad way, I'm going to be like, dude, what are you talking about? You're way off here, man. The post is totally fine. Like, you know, and, and, and I might even have thoughts. I know this is for someone because I do not deal with this, but I'm getting all of these thoughts right now, and I feel like someone's listening, and this is what's been going through your head. 
you know, someone corrects you and you're just thinking, oh, you're just jealous. You're just jealous because this post is doing well. You're just jealous because of this and that, or I thought of this, or I worded it this way. You're just, you know, like stupid stuff like that. Or or there's some weird motive, you know, maybe it's not jealousy, but it's it's something off. I don't know who that's for, but listen, that is not from the Lord. Now, if I'm offendable in a good way, I, I, I have to allow my my pride and my ego and all of that to c- continually die so that when someone calls me and says this to me, I can go, man, I didn't even think of that. Wow, thank you so much for looking out for me. Now, maybe I'd have, I would say, hey, this is the heart I wrote it in, you know. Now that you understand my heart, you know, what do you think? Oh, dude, I totally get it. I know this isn't like you, but it didn't come off the way you wanted it to. It came off very, you know, rude, sarcastic, mean, harsh, whatever. And then I would go, oh, okay, I need to take that down. Because it's not just about me putting out content. I'm putting out content for other people. So it needs to be received well. Now, I can't control everyone's reaction, but if someone I trust is saying, dude, this ain't coming off right, it's probably not coming off right. And it would be proud of me to say, no, I had a good heart when I wrote it, so I'm keeping it. Like, you've got to be able to just, like, go low and just go, ah, you're right. I could do better. I could totally reword this. I could do, thank you for looking out for me. I need to be able to be offended by my friends when it comes to sharpening me to be more like the Lord. And guess what? God will speak to you in the exact same way. How many times, I'll prove it to you right now, how many times have you had a text or a post or an email or something written out and you were just sitting on it for a minute, getting ready to hit that blue button or that send or that post or whatever, and you just had a check about it. You're like, ugh, I don't know. And then you just know, I sh- I, you just delete you just get rid of it. I've typed out so many posts and stories and other things, texts, emails. And as soon as I got done, I knew like this ain't supposed to be sent. I deleted it. Now, there have been other times where I wasn't so sure. And this is why I love the Lord so much. There's been other times that I just wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know if this is fear of man or fear of God. I can't tell. I feel like Maybe I should post this. Am I, am I afraid to post it because it's hard? Like it's a hard truth that needs to be said? Or am I afraid to post this because it's too hard and like God doesn't want to express it this way? And sometimes I don't know. So you know what I do? I'll just post it. And I can't tell you how many times, like literally immediately after posting it, I know, oh, I got to delete that. <laughs> I've typed out so many stories and I deleted them within five minutes and I, and I posted them or sometimes I really don't know and I'll post it and I'll leave it and someone will message me or, or, or before even the messages come in, I'll see a comment and I'm telling you, you can gauge so many things by the comments that come back. Like I'll post something and I'll think that it was you know, just just blunt and straight, and, and it's meant to cut, but it's not meant to be rude or sarcastic or anything, but I'll post it, and then I'll start getting a bunch of sarcastic comments, agreeing with me, but they're sarcastic, and I can immediately tell, ah, people are receiving this as sarcasm, so they're responding with sarcasm. I'll take it down immediately, because I'm like, this isn't how I meant it. God will speak to you, 
But if you're proud, you won't listen. You'll go, no, nah, the post is fine. Listen, I have pulled down posts that were starting to go viral so many times. I don't care about going viral. Not in the way that you would think. I want the message of God and, and the gospel and teaching. I want all the teachings to go viral. But I don't need another viral video. It doesn't do anything. You don't make any money off of it. Like, I'm not, I'm not in this for money. But even if I was, you don't make anything off of Instagram and YouTube videos like shorts that go viral. Nothing. I had a video get like 5 million views on Instagram and I think I made like 8 bucks. Like, just side note, don't get into this trying to get money or something because um, it's not worth it. But I've had videos that were, I remember in the early days of TikTok, like three years ago, I would do a video and it's, it would have like 60,000 views in like an hour and a half. And then God told me to take it down. That's when you find out, like, are you obedient or are you in this for affirmation and for dopamine hits from all the views? Because... If that thing is 60K in 90 minutes, it's probably when you wake up in the morning, it's going to be a quarter to a half a million. And if it has that, it usually will hit a million. And God would be like, I don't, I don't want that video up. That wasn't right. That You didn't come off the right way. You didn't say the right, whatever. And you take it down. You need to be able to be offended by God. You can't be too hardened. In the same way that in the world, you can't offend me, I'm the opposite with God. In the world, I know my identity, I know my purpose, I know my value, and I stand on the word of God, and you're not going to shake me. In the presence of the Lord or around people that love God and that want to see my life better and, and, and see me walking even stronger and closer and brighter with the Lord, I have to be the opposite. I have to be an open book. Not hard whatsoever in that way. I, I am like a sponge. Say something, I'm going to take it in. I'm going to receive it. Because I need to be more like him. And I need to be surrounded by people who are pursuing him as well. And we all sharpen each other. It's amazing. Is this making sense? So, to cap things off here. It's not, it's not a sin or wrong to feel offended. What are you going to do with it? Someone could say something and it could really tempt you to take it personally. What are you going to do? Again, you take it captive. You replace it with truth. If it really hurts you, that's a great time to look inward and go, why did that hurt me? Where's my identity? Where's my value in this? Where's my heart placed in this thing? This is a good time to work this out with the Lord. And just get your priorities in line. Make sure that everything you are is in God. Remember, we're commanded to love the Lord our God with all of our what? All of our heart. That means a piece of my heart can't be somewhere else. All of my heart, all of my mind, all of my strength, everything in me is for God. Because if that's the case then I will truly be able to love those around me, steward the things around me that I've been given, and live life the way that Jesus intended for me to live it. That's why he paid the price that he did on the cross. Amen? Come on, let's be unoffendable by people 
and let's be completely open to being offended by God. Amen. Hey guys, thanks for listening so much. Listen, um, make sure that you share this. If it, if it spoke to you, take 10 seconds out and just share this with someone, post it on social media, send it to friends and family. And the last thing is if you want to help us with the algorithm so that this podcast can get through to more people, you've got to like and, and rate the podcast, even leave a review. If you're on Apple, it will let you do that. Finally, if you want to order my new book, uh, it's called Your Next Leap of Faith. It's available at shanewinnings.com for pre-order right now. So please go get a copy or a couple of copies for friends and family. That is coming out soon. Guys, God bless you, and we will see you next time.